What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week and another episode of Unscripted, where we're bringing you professionals from all walks of life. We touch on their backstory, their mindset, and how they navigate through adversity and opposition. I'm your host, Akeem Haynes. Now, before we get into this week's episode, if you could do us a huge favor, head over to Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes or Charitable.com and leave a rating and review of the show. This small act goes a long way in moving the podcast forward. Before I introduce my special guest, I got to give some backstory and a breakdown of who she is. This week on the show, 2004 Olympic gold medalist, three-time world medalist, including a gold in 2009, 2003 NCAA champion in both the 100 and the 200, and now she is the sprint coach at Kane Bay High School in South Carolina. I'm talking about former Jamaican sprinter, Aline Bailey. You know, Aileen was around during a special time for female sprinting in Jamaica. She helped create history in 2004 where she helped the Jamaican women's team win their first gold medal in the 4 by one in the history of the event for Jamaica. In this episode, Aileen and I touch on a lot of things, including how she got started in track and field. And track wasn't something that she kind of came into her own form. It was something that was advised by her to do from someone close to her. You see, Aileen had a lot of anger inside of her. and She would be getting into a lot of fights. This was all because of an incident that she will touch on, which I think is very important in this episode and I'm and I'm and I'm grateful that Aileen is able to talk about what she went through right now because I feel like a lot of people uh, can relate to this in certain different ways. Uh, we also talk about her time at Barden Community College. Shout out to BCC. That's where I went to junior college as well too. Shout out to the squad. We talk about her sprint doubles at the University of South Carolina when she got there. Uh, we talk about how she handles transition the 2004 Olympic Games, including lots of great stories and memories in between. We talk about her relationship with the Jamaican dancehall star and legend, Capleton. And we talk about how she finds balance in her life today. And trust me so much for, this is an episode you don't want to miss. So without further ado, let me stop rambling so you can hear Aileen talk herself. Enjoy the episode. Aileen, you can hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect, perfect. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. I can't complain. I can't complain. It's a, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on today. I have a whole bunch of questions that I want to get into. You know, we, we have a bunch of things in common, and we're going to we're going to get over that as we go. But uh, Aileen, I want to I want to start here, right? Because nobody expected the past two years, year and a half to go as it did with the pandemic causing a bunch of disruptions and messing up a whole bunch of things. And it's still something we're also trying to recover from. But Aileen, how did you navigate through the height of the pandemic, right? Not just physically, obviously a lot of physical changes, but mentally as well, too. And I'm going to challenge you, Aileen, to give me a positive that came from it. So um, I had a therapist and I bought a bicycle. Okay. (laughs) um, Yeah, I biked a lot. I didn't know I could bike that long. I think like 
about about 20 miles one time, which was wow. like, yeah, me, like a sprinter, <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> why why biking? Because um uh I, my right knee bothers me and I usually run like when I'm stressed or anything like running running like is a way for me to think and clear my head but then my knee wasn't allowing me to so I was like you know what bicycle might get <laughs> might do the trick so I got a bicycle and a bike um I was biking the entire time so and then mm -hmm. um then when we finally got my high school finally got to have a track season this year so that helped me because I was around my kids Pouring into them, my love for track and helping them get better. So yeah. I mean, you still look like you can run. You know, maybe a little level four just now. Still, how you? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Eileen, you know, we have to build a foundation here before we can even get into the track side of things. You know, so we're gonna go back to St. Mary's, Jamaica, right? Growing up in a household with three siblings. You know, you 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 being the only girl. Um, what was that situation like? Because I'm sure you have to develop a certain level of toughness at an early age, right? So much of us as people, our foundation is built from our environment and what we see. You know, I was born in Jamaica myself and the community was there. Your parents were there. The guardians were there. But they would always say some small gems along the way that you didn't understand. What am I saying? But yeah, come around and say, okay. That made sense. Aline, from an early age, what were some things that you maybe saw indirectly or was directly instilled in you? Um, it's just my work work ethics, because I'm my mom worked my mom worked very hard to make sure because she she worked and then she came home and she made sure we were okay as kids. And then I had people around me in the neighborhood, my godparents, they um when my mom wasn't available, they took care of us. And um, my brothers pretty much were parent, my parents too, because <laughs> yeah. they're older. So they took charge and my brothers cooked. They, they're really good chefs. Um, and we used to run boat and they used to make these big dumplings called spinners. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, um, I mean, I just, it's just my work ethic and, you know, you have to work hard, hard for everything that you want to have. And that's just because everything we had to work hard for. And then, there's a lot that we, we had to survive with a little because there's like a lot we didn't have because like I had brothers and I got hand-me-downs. So yes. Like, um, my mom didn't get me a dress until the church started complaining. She looks a girl, man. Was she wearing a pants? pants and, <laughs> and, and because my mom was an evangelist, so she had yeah. to like, you know, adapt to that and Barefoot was the thing. So, you know, you learn, you learn, you get to be tough. And living with my brothers, I get to be tough because, yeah, I had to play with them and they were rough. And I didn't get to play like the girly stuff. I had to play cowboy and Indian cricket, mm. football, street race and all of that stuff. And um, we sang on the church choir. Um, but it was just that we were there for each other. And it's just like the love that my siblings and I had. We have like this bond that is unbreakable you know it's funny right because in an early age when you don't have much you have to become resourceful right these yeah. these youths nowadays don't really understand no. that type of you know what i'm saying so they don't know 
what it's like to go outside and to climb a tree and to and to do all of these things that we used to do back, you know, to to get our self entertained. What were some things that you were doing, Aileen? You know, were you climbing trees? You know, say coconut around the tree. What 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 type of stuff were you doing to keep yourself focused, right? Because um, your way into track didn't exactly start out as something to fun, which we're going to get into that. But what were you doing to keep yourself entertained? Um, let's see. I was climbing trees. Um, my godfather had like pigs and cows and goats, so it's like it was like a farming community. So mm-hmm. I, I I became the neighborhood vet, even though I didn't go to school for it. <laughs> so pretty much like because <laughs> I love animals. So pretty much when there's a, a sick animal, they just take them to me and I nurture it back to health and all of that. So so that kept me active, and then um, I would like hang out with my friends, um, we'll play cricket, um, football, race to one another, um, climb tree. And there's always, there's this one mean old lady that wouldn't give us our money. I think those were my, that was my, where my first introduction to running got, because we would have to steal it and jump the tree and run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably should have been on hurdler because I used to hurdle a lot of fence too. So um, <laughs> That's how I came my time. And I loved reading. I used to have like a whole backpack with books. And my mom said, my mom reminded me, I used to climb the trees and just find like a little nook and just chill and read. So really from that age, what was the interest in reading? Was it, was it, was it just something you were interested in? I was just reading, um, like there's like a book that there's books that, that was just teaching you like the different phrases because I was like younger, but I can't remember all the books I read. Definitely had the Bible. Um, that was like one of the main books that I had to read. Um, and there was like just random books. I can't remember them. And there's like a, a book that I would say, I am Pam, I am Roy, I am. So mm. I like those little books going up. So, yeah. And then my brother, the brothers, they were older. So sometimes I borrowed their books from school to read. So, so I can catch up to them. <laughs> you, know, I Lena, th- you know, I think, I think everybody everybody sees you on the track, right? You know, at least back when you were running, you know, they, 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 they see that part of it. And a lot of people's involvement in track and field is a little bit different, right? Some people, it may be, you know, staying out of trouble. It may be an escape, uh, but for you, it was an outlet in a way. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that, Aileen, because, you know, you were 10 years old, if I remember correctly, as I was reading when something happened, uh, to you. And it's honestly something that, you know, not a lot of people are talking about these days, right? Certain incidents happen in life and it can trigger us in different ways. And especially growing up in in Jamaica, I know how it is. When you are a victim of something, you get in trouble, right? They come to you and they say, and they say, wait a minute, what, what were you doing to get you inside that business, right? But Aileen, your story is is so powerful. And, and, and I really wanted to touch on this. Um, how did you get involved in track, like the core reason of it? And, and, and what was the outlet that pulled you there, Aileen? Because when you were 10, right, something, something happened that I'm sure you still got a battle to this day. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> now I'm getting better at it. Um, I have my friends that I talk to um, about stuff whenever I, I hit like a rough spot. And then I have a therapist that I talk to whenever I hit a rough patch. But um, I track for me was anger management. Um, when I was 10, like, um, 
we had, it's like a farming community. So yes. my mom dropped me off at the neighbor and then it started raining. So we had to go inside. But it I was rained like, hard in Jamaica. Two people don't know, it rained yeah. hard in Jamaica. But I was, I was like, I, I was this big around. So, so they always tell me, like, always have somebody with you because you're still literally you're easy for take away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had to go into the house, but um, I guess they had like a family member that I didn't know that was visiting. And when the rain finished and we were all running out, I got pulled back, pulled back. And um, like I was sexually assaulted, but, um, and then one of the kids, it it started, but they couldn't go any further um, because they were trying to, but I guess because I was like a little kid, there's no way for a grown man to fit there. So, yeah. but um, one of the kids run back in and say, Yannick, and it distracted him, so I got to get away. So, and then after that, I was I just became this angry little girl because I couldn't I couldn't talk to anybody because um, I just learning now, and I'm old enough. My, my mom says I could have talked to her, but at the time, <laughs> I don't, they say that. But at the time, at the time, I didn't know. And my dad was like super strict, and he 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 does belt first before he has a conversation, and it's um. So I was trying to avoid that and because I, I had gotten sick after that and my mom was bathing me and the, the area was, my girly parts were like tender. And she mm. was like, oh, many times I tell it to not climb the tree because she thought I was climbing a tree. Mm. You know, because co- coconut tree, like coming back down, you like slide. Yes. Like, oh, many times I tell you not to climb the tree and see, this happened. Oh, so she, she thought like, that happened. I'm going to climb the tree again. <laughs> so that happened. And then um, I was just smiling that primary school I was just fighting for no fighting all the time every second of the day a boy look at me the wrong way of fighting mm. <laughs> you touch me we're fighting so my teacher Miss Campbell she was like you know what we need to figure out so she would every time she sensed that I was about to get like mad or want to fight she was like go run so we had like a big playing field I was like running laps and all that and I was like oh this feels nice so I kept running laps and then she's like you know what you're running sports day <laughs> So I ran, um, we did like a cross country and I was like super fast. So I was always winning and stuff. And she said, you know what? Let's try track events instead of the long stuff. So I went from like running the 1500. And like, she was like, okay, cool. But then I developed asthma. So she dropped. So we got, I mm. got dropped down to the 400. And I was beating the boys and she was just, all right, cool. So she, we had a PE teacher. It's a male teacher that he could travel. But he was like a cool, he was, I think he was the only male I was like aggressive with. Um, mm. But he, um, I guess he had a different vibe. Yeah. So she would enter me into things and then he would take me to my track meets. And I was like running and winning and everything. Just a barefoot girl just beating everybody. And then I got the opportunity to run um, in Kingston. First time going to the stadium, become last. <laughs> And I did because I didn't have shoes and you know the chevron on your foot bottom, mm-hmm. like my entire foot bottom burn up. So um, so that's pretty much was my introduction to track and field, and I loved it. And like the more when I run, I just have this calm, sense of calm and chill, and nothing can bother me. So Eileen, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, before we get into the track part of it, there was something that you said, you know, um, you started to take your frustration out on on well, cater it, harness it into track. You know, um, my next question, you know, for me, when I moved to Canada, right, I moved to Canada for a better life. But 
the opposite happened. You know, my mom and I actually became homeless and homeless in the middle of wintertime. And when I was in that moment, I kind of had a revelation where I understood that nobody is going to come and save me, right? Nobody's going to come and save us. And it was one of those things where I had to treat the situation differently. And when we became homeless, I started to get inside my head where I was thinking everybody's passing us by and nobody is giving us a lie and saying, you know, do you guys need a place to stay? You need this and that. When the situation happened to you, Aileen, you said you trusted that coach, but how difficult was it for you to develop trust, right? Because for me in that moment, when I was homeless, it took me a while to trust a lot of people because I'm like, yo, all in a semi moving and nobody's stopping to do nothing, but you have to develop those things because our traumas stick with us and it's not easy for us to let go of it and let people in. But for you, Aileen, from a 10 year old to, you know, a young 25 woman now, what, how did you navigate through that trusting people? Because that's, that's not easy to open up to. No, I think it's, um, I think my primary school teacher, I don't know if they said something because I wasn't always like that. I was like, they're straight A students. I was like, so they probably fit, they, and um, me and those teachers were cool from, so, um, and they approached the situation different because they were like, you know, there's something different about you. We don't know what it is. Whenever you're ready to tell us, you will tell us. I never did. (laughs) But, um, but he was all my te- he was my he was my math teacher and I struggled with but he was always like he didn't make me feel stupid. Mm. So I, I guess Bless that's why he was so cool. Because I was I li- I was struggling for a little bit with like schoolwork and stuff. And like he they he, he and my teacher, Miss Campbell, like they helped me. And they didn't whenever I get in trouble, they didn't always like because, you know, in primary school in Jamaica, you can't get beaten. Easy. Quickly. <laughs> but, but they had different avenues to um to help me, to keep me out of trouble. They I didn't get beaten. They, um, they would give me work to do. Like, they would assign me, like, class duties or something like that. And then they would spend time with me to help me understand what it is that they're trying to teach me. And, um, and whenever I got frustrated, they didn't give up. Like they literally like took the time to help me understand everything that I needed to understand in school. And then, um, whenever I get good grades, I get rewarded. And whenever I get bad grade, I didn't get scolded. I was like, okay, we know you can do better than this. So it's just how they were treating me. Cause they were like older. They pretty much acted like older siblings instead of teachers. Mm, yes. And because I had that level of bond with my brothers um that kind of bond with my brothers I was like okay cool he's kind of like acting just like they would and he he um him and Miss Campbell they were like super protective when it comes to me so that's the reason why I was able to just like trust them with having me do different things and I didn't blow always blow up on them so it's just how they it's just how you treat a kid you know it's how you make them feel like they're somebody and not you know just so bad child acting and we would find ways to make sure I'm good so it's good that's pretty much it if Aline if there's if there's someone who is you know struggling for their voice to be heard right they they something has happened to them and 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 they really want to tell someone but they don't know how or what even to say what what is what is what is something that you would tell them to maybe make that pathway a little easier for them 
because I think like you always have that one person that you know you can talk to about stuff um that will listen and won't judge there's always that person mm-hmm. and there's like that one friend that's loud and will defend you all the time so just tell that one friend and that one friend will sort it out and then even though they're loud they won't make it to where you feel embarrassed like they will usually even though they're loud they're nurtured and they understand you and they'll um they'll find a way to get it out for you because a lot of time you can't speak for yourself Mm. Um, because it's it's so fresh but if there's that one person that you know you can talk to that won't judge you or and then my thing is um write like you can write you can put everything on paper and just even if you don't want to talk it out you can put it on paper and just hand it to that person that you know you can trust and talk to talk to um to handle it differently I mean, there's different, there's ways now, there's people that will listen now and there's like avenues now, but back then we didn't have that, but now we have different avenues. So, you know, there's ways to reach out and just don't be afraid, man. It's not, and the thing is, you know, a lot of times like victims don't reach out because they feel like it's their fault and it's something that they do, that they did. So they have to have the understanding that um, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. Like you can't control what other people do, but you can control how you handle the situation. And it's never and don't self blame. It's hard. Um, it's it's hard not to self blame, but just you know, don't self blame because it's not it's not your fault. I mean, you're a child. <laughs> yeah. You know, and adults should know better. So. That's 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 beautifully said, Aileen. Thank you for that. Um, let's talk champs real quick, Aileen, because here's the thing, right? In Jamaica, you develop pressure really early right because you're brought into this environment you know champs is arguably one of the most watched high school events if not the greatest high school events um Mm -hmm. on the planet period you know i had julian fort on on a couple weeks ago and we were talking about this as well too but champs for him and champs for you are two different things because you kind of were in an era where jamaican sprinting was starting to become its dominance right Eileen, what, what what was that champs experience like in the high school side? Because, you know, every person in Jamaica thinks their high school is the wickedest high school out there, right? Walk me through that time for you. Oh, God, Jesus, champs, high school. Oh, that was fun. I went to boarding school, so that was fun. And I um, I went to Veritech, which is the best school in Jamaica, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we produced a bunch of um, Olympians. Um, the first woman, 400-meter hurdler. Um, Olympic gold medalists came from Veritech, Dion Hemmings, Marlene Hati. Yes, yes, so she yes. Was, she went to Veritech. Um, she was the original. So um, champs, oh God, the first year of champ was stressful because um, it's different from primary school champs because primary school champs is just the parishes, you know, and, and it's, you you know, you and people, you're age, same age, but when you get to high school, you're running, class four, you're running with different with because you get to high school 12 and 13 year old learning class to class run and you flip up but when I, my first year of high school i was getting dusted <laughs> be tula robinson tula robinson was driving me crazy <laughs> but and so because she was um she was like a year older but she was always in the class with me so mm-hmm. i always the first the first year in that class i have to settle for second and second place was paid for but um, but I kept working hard, and um, once she gets out of the class, and I start dominating the class, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Chance for me was an amazing experience, man. Um, it's just the crowd by itself. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's the energy. Like that crowd will make you do unthinkable things. It's like you a mini can, Olympics. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a mini Olympics. Um, and the crowd, the crowd and the vibes. And then half of the kids are people you know because you've been running them through the season. And um, and it was just a, it's just an amazing experience. And I was just having fun because um, it's just you just have fun and you compete with your friends. And at the end of the day, your school win, your school don't win. Your school might not win, but your friend's school win. You have and, to support them and, and, and yes, yeah, so you have thing. to support yeah, yeah. them. And then you have your family there going crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when you when you win a race that you weren't expecting, because they have like champs preview and they say who gonna win. And and when you beat the person that is it's just it's just a different vibes and energy for you achieve being able to achieve that because champs is rough. To make it to champs is an accomplishment. To make it to the finals is an accomplishment. So place in the top three is an accomplishment. So um, Champ was just an amazing experience and I enjoyed every single part of it. And I wish everybody in the world could experience that, man. I've been yeah, trying to tell yeah. my high school kids here that I wish I could take them to Boys and Girls Champs to, to experience that. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would be so much fun. Eileen, you know, a lot of people know that you went to uh, USC, University of Southern um, South Carolina first, right? But this is where you and I come in and we have this, this, uh, this similarity, right? Barton Community College, right? Oh, because, <laughs> because, well, when, uh, when you went there, it was, you know, BCCC, but when I got there, they took off a C, you know, so we got three C's. Oh. Right? But before we talk about that part, Eileen, I want to talk about the process of picking, picking a school, right? Certain things happen. I know for me, one of the masks that I took in the ninth grade the NCAA didn't accept anymore my year. So I was automatically ruled ineligible. So rather than sit at home, I decided to go to junior college, right? But for a lot of people nowadays, especially um, in the process of picking a school, a lot of kids nowadays pick a school based on the name. They don't pick a school based on if it's the right program for them, right? They say, this is Southern California, Alabama. I want to go there because of the name. And then you get there and you realize, Oh, geez, I made a bad mistake. Yeah. Walk me through your process of picking the school and going to the right school that was best for you. Maybe something happened because nobody wants to necessarily go to junior college, right? Something mm-hmm. happens, but you take that route. But walk me through that that picking stage for you. So I, I was like a little rebel in high school because I was still um, dealing with anger issues. So <laughs> I didn't start... Um, I didn't start applying myself until my sophomore year in high school because mm-hmm. my best friend Sayini showed up and she literally whooped me into shape. Like she beat me up. Oh, she dripped you up. She dripped me up two times. <laughs> She's like, you have potential. Why are you wasting your time? Da, da, da. Okay, we have study session and study session. And then I had um, Timothy Spencer. Like now he's pretty much my dad. Um, his company started sponsoring me. So they were paying for school, paying my uniform, making sure I, I, I'm functioning right and I have all the necessary things I need. So I had to, you know, straighten up and behave myself. So I started studying, but I didn't hit the grades that I needed to, to, to have to get into a four-year scholarship. So that's where, and then Barton County, um, previous athlete that went to Veritech. So like, um, 
So a bunch of Veritech athletes were there because Natalie Sterling, um, her and I went to Veritech. So she was there already. Beverly McDonald, that where, that's where she went. And Coach Brahman um, was the coach then. And he was mm-hmm. well known. And yes. he doesn't play around. And um, he's my Mr. Spencer was more inclined to get me into a school which will focus on my academics and not just throwing me some random waste class. Mm. So, um, so that's how Barn came up. So I ended up in Kansas. See, you see, whatever. <laughs> see, if you know, you know, whenever I try, you know, whenever I go and speak or I tell kids or they advise me on what schools to go to, you know, I, I, I try and explain to them my experience before I went to the University of Alabama. I went to Barton Community College, right? First and foremost, a great bank, Kansas, doesn't sound anything exciting. And it's, it's, and I try to explain it to people, right? It's like they just dropped a school right in the middle of Nowhere. some some forests and some fields and some dirt roads and some and 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 it's tough, right? But you have to be in a disciplined state because you can get lost and forget why you went there in the first place because you can get so focused on there's nothing to do there's no entertainment and you cause trouble among yourself Eileen when you weren't on the track there because Barton had a bunch of sprinters even when I went there a, a stable of sprinters who went on to be Olympians and done really well um but what was that time like for you Eileen how did how did you stay focused and 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 what did you have to do to keep yourself focused? Because it's so easy to get distracted there because there's nothing to do. Number one and number two, I was afraid of Saini and Spenna. <laughs> They're scary. So <laughs> I was, a, no, I was literally afraid to fail because I was literally afraid of what Saini and, mm. Co- uh, and Spenna would do to me because <laughs> mm. they crazy. So, um, but they love me though. And I know that they wanted the best for me and because they've invested so much in me, I had to stay focused. And, um, and then I'm like the first person in my family to go to college. Yeah. I can't, I can't feel like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't feel like that. And then, um, and then there was like a bunch of Jamaicans and Caribbean athletes there. And like, we were like, you know what, um, because we had the similar backgrounds. Our parents weren't rich. We didn't have money. And our thing was like, this is our come up. You know, this is how we're going to get our family out of poverty by my mother, this host, and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So my goal was just to like, make sure I'm there for a specific reason. So I have to focus on that. And um, like, there's so many people like inve- that has invested in me that I have to make sure I make them proud. So I just buckled down. I studied. I, I did my, I, I went to track practice when Coach Brahman used to just shovel out lane one when it snowed. And we went, we jogged out from the basketball, run the 300 or 600, oh, yeah. then jogged back in. I, I made sure I had on like 10 million clothes. <laughs> so, I mean, and then school, I made sure I, I did what I had to do and what I'm supposed to do. And then, you know, just did that. It's just like you have, like you, it's, it's just a different mindset when you have when you have a whole lot relying on you and mm-hmm. you know you were given an opportunity you can't mess that up you know it's you funny you said for free? The, it's 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 funny when you said you know you have to warm up in the gym and then coach would shovel a lane right i, I remember 
I remember one time when I got there, right? It snowed overnight. So snowed so much we couldn't even get out the dorm. So for me, I'm just like, yo, I'm just going to stay inside and hold the vibes and just chill, right? And so school is shut down, but our coach calls us and says, yo, I'm coming to get you. I'm like, coach, we talking about coming to get who? Imagine, imagine coming at who? <laughs> and he no comes problem. and they shovel out the snow and mm-hmm. they shovel out a pathway to the gym and they shuttle out lane five and six and we had to do a full session. I'm like, Coach, that doesn't, that doesn't make any type of sense, right? But these are all things that, as you said it, I'm like, okay, the same thing happened to you, same thing happened to us. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's, you, you build a level of toughness, man. You and I think to. that's why, and I think based on that, that's why we became Olympians. That's why we, we, um, we, we graduated with the degree that we graduated. That's why we are who we are right now. Because like everything was like work. Mm-hmm. from your kids straight up to college like everything was work and you had like you literally because well you were in Canada so you kind of got used because you kind of you kind of have the understanding of the snow never used to you, never, mm-hmm. you never Still. get used to the snow no, no so no. I came directly from Jamaica so <laughs> the snow thing was not you know yeah so but you know you you have to adapt to your environment that's why I tell people I'm a chameleon I, I adapt to my environment mm-hmm. you know because you have to learn to to function where you are at the time, and you can't just come up like, "Oh God, it's snowing, we can't do it." You know the choice. You have to. You, you have, have to choice. roll with it. Um, University of South Carolina. Why did you pick there? Right, because you were running well there. You were running well at Barton. The, the whole whole squad was running well at Barton, and so you get into this notion of getting okay. Wow, I'm a I'm a top recruit again. How do I pick the right school? Why did you pick there? Okay, so all of the schools that I visited, they were telling me how many Olympians they had, you know, how, how many championships they won, and yada, yada, yada. And the first thing Coach Fry said to me, my team GPA is a 3.0. Wow. You will not mess up my GPA. Mm. <laughs> you are a student first. I was like, okay, cool. I feel you. I understand. I'm getting good grades. You know, I got to keep it like a 2.9. Yeah, yeah. Just, just on the cusp. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, you know, and he was telling me about all his athletes that graduated that are like doctors and lawyers mm. and this and that. And, and then he was like, and, and oh, yes, we have a few Olympians um, from because um, a couple of two Jamaicans went there, Marvin Watts and um, Charmaine Owell. So I know both of them from track. And then he was like, Jamaicans are here, went here, and I had a few. So he gave me the educational part. He was like, you will graduate. Because um, that was his thing. You will graduate. And you, you're, I will, I have, he has, he has two daughters. And he was like, you will be treated as if you're one of them. Wow. So you're, you're going to get the same <laughs> talking to, you're going to get the same lecture. Um everything but my great GPA is the thing and he I don't know how he knew my mom was like a, an evangelist and he was like and we do go to church on oh, and wow. on oh you had no choice it's an option but no, the Holy but, Spirit was in the decision you had no choice yeah so when I tell my mom that he was a deacon she was like okay cool we, we like him because <laughs> I told her about all the visit and then when I told her um coach Fry is a deacon and his wife, you know, is a part of the church. So I was like, okay, so we're going to that school. So, um, but for me, the academic part got me with Coach Rod. 
like him telling me that the most important thing for me is for you to graduate. If you fail a class, I will pull you off this track. Well, you know, it's funny. And you don't. Yeah. It, and the reason why, you know, I find that I was interesting is because even when you say it, you know, I was talking about this the other day. I only had one coach that said that to me. So I think it's important to understand and remember that like track has an expiration date. You can't do it forever. Whatever sport that you do, your body's not going to hold up every single year. But certain things when a coach and you're thinking about your process of picking the right school, just listen to what they say, you know, yeah. and they'll tell you what their main motive is. Right. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, so it was just it was just great that you said that. I think that's always needed to hear. Um, so transition, Aileen, when you actually got to the school, right, there's a whole bunch of things that you got to get used to. I know for me, you were just talking about GPA. I had a 3.1 going there, going to Alabama, and it fell because I wasn't I the first year of I wasn't used to this. First of all, you know, Barton has like 800 kids. And so yeah. you go to a school where is Oh, there's like 25,000 people here and you go to class and there's 400 people here and you have yeah. to, you have SECs on Sunday, but you're leaving on like Tuesday and you're missing the yeah. whole class and you're stressing. Cause you're like, yo, what if they're not going to make me make up the test? And what some of those professors won't. Because they think you're already spoiled. Yeah. Eileen, what, walk me through that transition, just not even from a sporting background, but just like from an everyday way of living, because it's different. There's so much things happening on campus. How did you, how did you navigate through it? How did you find balance? Yeah, um, I had, I had Saini. She's the master of schedules. (laughs) Mm, You you need that. You need that. So she's the master of schedule. So um, I had, and I didn't really like going out but um, but I guess because I, I needed to bond with the kids, so I had to go out. So I go out every once in a while. And she was like, it's okay to go out, but, you know, make sure you're studying. And then half of the time um, I was on the phone with her, like, helping because she, she's the brains of the operation. So she would help. I would like, if I write a paper, I will, like, go through it with her. And she proves read it. And she makes sure everything is up to, up to par. And um, she helps me study. And then we also had like, once you're your first year at um, university, you have to be at study hall. Yes. So um, so I was at study hall, but my first semester was rough because I decided to take chemistry and algebra. At the same together. time? Yeah. Mm. So my chemistry and my algebra formulas were mixing up <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I failed my chemistry class and coach Fry was not happy with it. yeah so um so I um I had to get a tutor so I got a tutor chemistry was already failed so I had to go to summer school so I had to um I barely passed algebra with a C and and then the next time like after that I was going to like um tutoring session but I wasn't getting the chemistry part and I guess it's because chemistry and algebra the formulas are the same so I was just like my brain maybe I had um some brain thing going on that I would mix them up but um I decided that the summer I had a tutor I was getting tutors for everything even if I wasn't failing I was getting tutors for everything Mm. I was um I was talking to my professors all the time because at first I wasn't talking, communicating with them. 
office and then um, they will have office hours and I would go and they will slow it down for me because when they're teaching 400 kids, you know, yeah. you just got to, <laughs> it's just fast. Just, so, um, just another body, yeah. Yeah, because then at Barton, it was so small that you, you're able and and your teacher walks around and help you. But when you go into a, a classroom with like, it's like an auditorium and you're like <laughs> lost in it. Um, so I, I, I became familiar with all my professors and if I needed like a one point to get a specific grade, I would do extra credit and get that done. But I had a plan. I had times when I studied um, and then we have our tr- practice schedule. So we, we go to practice. Um, usually if I'm waiting for, I usually get there early. If I'm waiting for the team to show up. I, I like to read over my notes, study. So every time I was studying and um, so that's helped me. And then it's just having somebody to keep you accountable. Um, Cause Saini always checks in. Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Do you do that? Spend out, check in. Um, are you doing what you're supposed to do? Make sure you're doing your schoolwork. Make sure you're not getting in trouble. Make sure you're not doing this and this and that. So, and then I really didn't go out a lot to just every once in a while. Cause every time I went out with my teammates, <sighs> there's always a fight. Jesus. Oh, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Because the track girls look regular during the week, but then on the weekend, they look like a totally different person. So there's always a fight because they're getting all the attention. So there's always a fight. So I was like, I can't function like this. So I go every once in a while. In two, two, 2003, a lot of things came in tune for you. A lot of things lined up, right? Um, going into that year, you were not the favorite to win anything on that track you know because um the favorite actually to win was uh was my old training partner when when I turned pro Muna Lee um yes. but walk me through that year for you right because remember when you were at Barton College you said I have to stay focused because this is going to be the way to help not only myself but my family going into that year right obviously every year you have to believe it's going to be your year. You have to believe it's going to be the year that everything unfolds and all the hard work and everything sacrifices, it all pays off. But what you said in Barton, this is going to be the pathway for it. What was going into that year like for you? Because you surprised a lot of people. Did you surprise yourself? No, because I was mad. I was mad from 2002. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Even though we won the championship, I got disqualified out of the 200. And, and 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 I was crying like a baby and the the, the, the video man just followed me the entire way. And, and I was just crying. I was like, I was mad. And I was like, if we lose a championship, it's my fault. Mm. And, Coach, and Coach Rice is like, no, babe, it's, you're, you're okay. Just go back in this 200. You're not expected to place in this 200. Make the finals for me and just do what you got to do. So 2002, I got second in the 200. And 2013... 2003, um, before the season started, Coach Fry and I, Coach Fry and I sat down. And I was like, um, "Yeah, about that. Yeah, I am. I got to sort this out." But the craziest thing is that I kept getting in. I kept getting hurt every time. Like indoors, mm-hmm. I was running with like, like a toe injury because I had a stress fracture. I had to wear a cast like after the summer 2002 summer. I had to wear a cast, so I was in a cast. <laughs> For that entire time so I wasn't able to train how I wanted to and then 2003 season start I was like coach try I don't know what's going it's like he was like do be patient baby you know, we, we'll get to where we need to go 
I'll run these 400s for me every once in a while. You can run these 400s mm-hmm. and you're, we're, we're going to get you in shape. And I just want you to not lose focus. And I just don't want you to get mentally um, out of it. Just stay in it. And every track meet, I go, I was like, Coach Fry, man, I keep coming, you know, behind everybody. And he's like, no, be patient. We're working on it. You're going to be fine. Just keep running these 400s. And I was just working and working and working. And I just kept working. And then at regionals, um, I won the one and the two. And then in the four, when I knew I could, I had heart and could do it was when Coach Fry put me on the four by four at regionals. And we were on, I had to run the ankle leg. And we were Mm. told, the entirety was told to just run to finish. But the third leg runner decided that she wanted to blow past everybody and left me on the anchor leg with Dee Dee Trotter and Novelin Mills chasing oh, me. Oh, jeez. Jeez, 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 jeez. So, so I had to hold off those two big, them two big ass that I had to like, yes. I was running and you could hear them breathing down my neck. And, and once with Coach Fry, once you're given the stick in the lead, you have to stay in the lead. And I was like, after I ran, I don't even know where he was. I was looking at Coach for like, and he was like, just just run to me. <laughs> mm. So that last hundred, I don't even know how I finish it. I just ran to Coach Fry. And the next thing I knew, I woke up on the bus. And everybody was like, girl, Ray, 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 you did good. And I was like, huh? Huh? Yeah, and I was like, we're so proud of you. Da, 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 and all of that stuff. And Coach Rai, Coach Rai, Coach Rai is funny. And he was like, girl, you just ran and you just passed out. <laughs> mm. So that was when I realized that I was capable of just doing what it is. I, that's when I realized that, okay, I am where I'm, I need to be. And a 400 got me to realize that. Like, I'm strong enough. I'm strong. I'm fast. And I'm fit. So when it came to, um, to NCs, they were just irritating me the entire time because all they were talking about was Mona Lee and Mona yeah. Lee and Mona Lee and, and um, Erica and because Erica went to my school. And I was like, even after I ran my semis and I did well, it was just, they just like, it's just. I forgot about you, yeah. They I don't exist. And then I love Mona. I love Mona Lee to death. But after the semis, Mona Lee did the exam. I think she, her interview, she was like, you know, I am ready. There's no one, nobody out here, you know, to challenge me. And I was like, I love you, but I'm about to beat you. <laughs> and my start is horrible. I was like, Coach Fry, what is, we going to meditate. We going to figure it out. We going to meditate. We going to do block start until I am blue in the face. Like right before the finals, we were met. I was meditating, zenning out. Mm. I was um I was um doing stars and I was like nervous and coach Fry was like coach Fry was like we have to figure out something out to get you calm. Hence the whole I mean I used to dance a lot when I was in high I used to have something, but hence the whole shot of boxing showed up. He was like he, he was like, you know, you know I do back, just you know, fight, just just fight your way through it. So he was like to so just go to the line, take a deep breath, and box. So I was like at the line. And then shadow, and shadow he was like, What's your and he was like, what's your favorite song? And he was, I was like, Bob Marley, only the, could you be loved? And there's like a part that says only the fittest of the fittest shall survive, stay alive. And then um, 
coach Stan bought me Beanie Babies whenever I'm nervous. I had like a whole, I have a whole collection of Beanie Babies. And coach, coach Rosenthal was like, just, you know, like I had it in my bag when I'm walking out to tracks. So I was like rubbing the Beanie Babies to calm me down. And when I can, I can run with the Beanie Babies. So yeah. I had to put it in the bag. So, um, so then the shot of boxing came and it kept me calm. And the funniest thing is because I'm doing that, everybody's distracted. And so focusing not, on me and my mm, foolishness. <laughs> mm. What is she doing? So, so when that gun went, I just went beast mode. When I won, I was super happy. And Coach Fry was there again, and I was, he was like, "Good job, thank you." Because we we were trying to win NCs back to back. So I was like, "Coach, I got you. I'm giving you this twenty points. I'm giving. I'm getting you this twenty points. The rest of the people can figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. But I'm getting this." And I, I won the 100, and I was like, what? Well, this feels nice. Let's mm-hmm. try this again. <laughs> and the 200 came, and the 200, like, the last part, my body was like, girl, we tired. And then I flashed back to that 4 by 4 that I found that, I don't know where I, I found yeah. the extra, because Mona Lee would not give up, man. I love that. That's what I love about her. What, She's always, yeah, would She's not give up. <laughs> no. So I had to find that extra, like extra push. And I won the double and it was just, it was just like an amazing feeling because I'm, I was like the second person in NCAA history to ever do that. And that was like an amazing, when Coach Fry was like, dude, you know what you just did? And I was trying to be, I was trying to get three gold medal, but LSU four by one was just stronger. (laughs) But she was coming though. You was coming. You was coming. You was coming. It just, I was. Ran, it just ran out of real estate. Yeah, a little bit. Because my third leg, um, she took too long to get me the stick. But I mean, we did well, and I was yeah. happy. Um, and we didn't win the championship, but most we, I accomplished something that I never thought I would accomplish, and that was just because of pure um heart and determination and hard work and at four hundred. But I know now I understood why Coach Fry was making me run all of those four by fours, even though I hated them. Yeah, and I understood why, because he want. I think he knew that it's gonna come down to, like, pure heart, and 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 mental toughness for the last race, for that last the last part of each of my races to just fight through it and not give up. And you know that was him. He found ways to make you mentally and physically tough. And, I truly appreciate him for that. He was just always so encouraging. And even though I wasn't running well the entire season, he never allowed me to like quit or give up on myself. And yes, he was because he kept saying, dude, you were hurt. Yeah. After the time you could you were in the training room. So you just have to be patient. And I stayed patient and it paid off. So, you know. Ellen, you said you said you said something that, that really stuck out to me. And I think is 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 important for everybody in a high performing state, whether, you know, you're not playing sport or you are playing sport, the ability to stay calm in a way that's authentic to yourself, right? Because here you had, you were shadow boxing before the line, right? Because a lot of people, you know, they're thinking, you know, I have to stay focused. I have to be locked in and you become serious and you become this person who is not you. What would you say to someone, Aileen, who isn't quite sure how to cope with pressure that's trying to find their own calmness. What, what is something that you would say to them? Maybe they don't know how to handle pressure, but they're looking for a way 
to get within themselves? What was something you would say to them? I mean, it's kind of like go back. Do you remember when you were kids and you were like, yeah, I'm going to beat you and beat you and beat you. Just have that state. It's the same. It's the same energy and vibe. So just go back to that state where, you know, you felt like you were invincible. And if you have, because like with my track kids, like now I tell them, what's your favorite song? Or what's the thing that makes you happy? Um, what's one moment in your life that makes you just super happy? Mm. And I was like, pick that moment and just work with it. Pick that song. And when you get on the line, just play that in your head mm. the entire time. If it's like a funny moment between you and your sibling, you just chill and be at the laugh and line and just laugh it because people will think you're crazy. <laughs> but it's your thing. Yeah. And it's, if, if it keeps you calm, that's what you need to do. Just find that one thing that that makes you happy and, and just focus on that. And then for me, it was just like my shot of boxing and Bob Marley definitely keep me calm. Bob Marley always kept me calm. calm. Mm-hmm. So I challenge, just find that one thing and you'll be surprised of what it is that you can do. And I'm, I'm introducing yoga to my, I'm int- we're introducing yoga and meditation this year to my high school track kids because I feel that it will help them a lot just to meditate and I um because I learned from coach Fry. we usually do visualization day before our races because he would have us like run through every single scenario um on your marks we even had like fast start implemented in our visualization in case somebody fast start so we reset and do that but just find that one thing that makes you happy and calm just zone into it once you're at the line and once the starter says on your marks there's after that there's two commands set the gun and just go don't worry about anything don't worry about anybody next to you just it's just you and the track and it's so funny like every once in a while I'll just I'll line up with my kids and <laughs> and when we go to the track meet and was like coach I'm nervous I was like just pretend it's me and you racing at practice and one of my kids was like, yo, coach, I tried it. And it, it was, worked. I, it worked. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So yeah. And you do you know, you, you beat an Olympian a couple of times, you know, mm-hmm. just go out there on the track. You know, you beat an Olympian for about 20 meters, just, you know. And then, and it's, it's so, it's so cool seeing them do that. And they, they love Sean. They're like, oh yeah, we run with our coaches and she's an Olympian and we beat her. So <laughs> we Momentum, can confidence, confidence is ruined. <laughs> You know, um, the, 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 the success that you had in 2003, the next year is an Olympic year, right? Obviously, this is, if you're an amateur, amateur athlete, especially in track and field, you know the whole country is watching the Olympics because they don't think anything else exists or that, that there's no other season but this time. But this, was, but this was different for Jamaica, I think, right? What? what was leading up to the trials like and i'm not even talking about you making the team yet but leading up to the trials right because you know you're probably going out going back home now people know the name right because when you win ncaa's people don't just see usc they see all all of jamaica yeah. <laughs> i see you know they're seeing they're seeing the flag but did anything feel different going into that year, right? Because again, you, you're going back to the favorite who is Veronica Campbell to win the whole thing, right? 
What was that like, Elaine? Because again, this is a this is a different type of pressure. It's the same people, but it's a different type of pressure. Walk me through leading up to Olympic trials that year. I mean, it was for me. It was going home and being with my family, and I get to eat a patty and some jerk chicken, and and it was I I was just going home pretty much, and then I and then the the national stadium for me was home. So I, I went back into, it It took me back to like high school, mm. boys and girls chance. And, and I, that's, that's where my head was. I was like, you know, I'm home. I'm back in my stadium. I just have to, um, I just have to stay um, focused, stay calm, do what, what it is that I have to do. And if it's in God's plan, then yeah. If not, then, you know, so I just went out there, went to see my mom chill with her for a bit um yeah saw um my family um mr spencer and they were expecting their first baby so it was like an exciting moment so i was i I literally was not focused on the trials i was just home and enjoying my family and then you know just going around doing everything that i would do at home but i still had to practice but i was practicing um I practiced with um, Coach Mills and the group, and then because I I know them from high school, and that's pretty much was it. I was just home, and I just went into the trials and just ran and made the team, and I was just super happy because everybody I was I was running with Veronica and I went to high school, so it's like mm-hmm. the crew was just back together, you know, for <laughs> trials, <laughs> and um, yeah, Veronica and I went to high school. Um, Sharon, we we ran together um, 2003, um, and then it's just family. You just you're just with your family because you know we've known everybody since high school, so it's just like hanging out with your friends and it's like just chilling and racing because we were back. We weren't like everybody was in the back warming warming up and chatting and laughing just chilling and, and mm-hmm. laughing and all of that good stuff. So you know it was good. It felt familiar, so it really it wasn't familiar. that big. Yeah. So, Aline, when you got there, right? Because, you know, <laughs> even though it was a great moment, there was still that bittersweet aspect of it in the two hundred for you. And you can, and and That's I want you to, <laughs> and you could, and I want you to walk me through that. But you know, when you get there, um, I know for me, it was two different experiences, right? In, in in 2012, I was, you know, the young guy who just got there. It was like, oh, wow, all these different things, all these people. But in 2016, I was four years older and it was more of, okay, I've been here before. Now it's time to make sure that I leave everything on the track here. When you got there, what was that initial experience like, right? Because, again, coming from Barton Community College, right, you go to South Carolina, you're the champ there. And now you're going to your first Olympic Games, but it's different, right? Because Jamaica always has immediate expectations to do well. What yes. was that? What was that like for you? How were you keeping calm in that Olympic chaos? <laughs> oh God, I think I th- I think what kept me calm was like I was so folk. I I was like excited um, about Anna. Uh, my my mentor Mr. Spencer is like this baby I was like okay I gotta get you this Olympics I gotta win and then I go home and she's gonna be born and all mm. that cool stuff and 
I mean, I wow. just chilled because that's all I talked about the entire time. And the vibe there was just great. Like we just gelled. We did everything. Like, we did training camp. We did every single thing together. The vibe was just different. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like us being stressed that there's like so much expectations and coach Mills was our coach back then. And he was like, chill. Like, yes, ladies, you know, we, 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 we're going to get this done. We just have to figure out how to, to, to get this relay, you know? So we're going to train everybody in different positions. And don't stress and don't worry. You know, once we get there, we'll figure it out. And, 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 and I think having him and because he was so chill, like we were chilled as well. And we were just, it was like a party, man. Puma had like a big party for us. Mm. So it was like, a big party. Like, it, like that was like a big party for us. And then when we got to the village, um, Merlin spent the entire time with us, man. And that was, that was, that was like, a, like that was like a moment that we will like just carry with us for a long time. Cause we're like, Dude, yeah, you're 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 like Merlin. Legend. You're just here here chilling with us and telling us that we're gonna do well and we're capable of doing this, and we're looking at you like lady, it's the Olympics. (laughs) Pressure, yeah. She was just like lit. She were but because she's been there and experienced it, she was like, Don't add so much pressure to yourself. And I think, okay, cool. Merlin, tell us just to chill and just have fun and enjoy the moment. It's your first Olympic. Just enjoy the moment that, that you've trained hard. You did the mental preparation, the physical preparation. Don't stress about anything. And I was like, what? It's Merlin, what? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then um, we just had like, we just had like a, a, a bonding experience with everybody. We were like so close the relay team and it's me Sharon and Veronica we ran the 100 and we were just like we had just like a special bond and that I think that helped us through it because we were making sure each other was okay we were doing this and and Sharon and Tanya are super girly so they were girly finals <laughs> which was funny and entertaining entertaining so they made it you know because we had to get our Paint nail polish, mm-hmm. eyebrows, which was painful. And you know, since you got to look good, you know, because like, they already like, like they already had had it that we won, or like even our individual event. Tana and Sharon was just preparing us for like the podium because we yeah. make sure you look good at all times and yeah. da, 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 da. So it was just fun. It was just like a bunch of siblings just chilling at doing random crazy stuff and we went to eat together we slept in because we, we lived in the same apartment so we all we ate together we went to bed at the same time we had to we had to force veronica to take ice baths <laughs> she hated it so all of us had to do it together so we had to get in we all had to get in in order for her to do it and um, so it was just at a bond and it's like just a bunch of siblings just chilling. It was just so easy for us. And we just went out there and did our best. And even though we didn't, even though we didn't win one, two, three in the hundred, Veronica won bronze medal in the hundred. I got fifth. Sherwin got sixth. Fifth is way better. And then, and then, the, um, then Veronica won the 200 and I got fourth. Yeah, but Veronica winning was 
like I was super proud and I felt like I won as well because mm-hmm. you know like she went to Vera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She went to Vera said medal was mine too. So I claimed the medal. <laughs> but it was fun. It was like a wonderful experience, my first experience, first Olympic experience. And we had fun because Karen was there. Nobody knew Karen was there at the 2004 Olympics, but mm-hmm. she was like our little shadow. And mm-hmm. she was young and she was like our little shadow. So she did everything with us. Like she trained with us, she did everything with us. And, um, I remember dragging her on the stage at one of the party and forcing her to dance. Poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that was how it was. It was like a whole family thing. And we were just having fun and enjoying the, the whole process. And we did really well. And I that's like one of my that's my most treasured experience in my track and field career. So Aileen, I have to ask because the 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 celebration thing was different when when we got our medal from Canada, right? I felt like I was getting celebrated more in Jamaica than I was back here, right? We so we still saying <laughs> So when you went back, you know, and and you got to show it to the family, right? You got to show it um, to all of the people that helped you get to where you know you are today. You know, I remember watching an interview a while back, and. Um, uh, many people don't know that one of your brothers is Capleton, right? And 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 he was saying how he was proud of you and, and all these different things. What was that experience like, Aileen? Because, man, you traveled a journey to even get to that level, let alone be able to come back. Because now you can show the youth them, like, look, if I did it, there's you can do it too. Because yeah. I think that experience alone, when you're able to look back and reflect and say, you know what? I showed hope from a place that didn't seem like I could be hope. What was that? What was that? What Just what was that like when you got to be there? When you got to bring ah, back? Being home was just different. Well, it was just regular. <laughs> my mom still treated me like I was a regular. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So my nickname in, in my parish is Jenny. So when I went back and I was like, oh, Jenny, cry, but don't get too big on yourself. <laughs> And then the one lady, look at all they say, no matter how big it is, Mr. If you beat you, don't get to well, like say you're better than where you come from. Yes. Like, no, I would never, nah, nah, no, no, never do that. But I was like for my family, it was just I was just regular alien back, like and I had a medal. My brother, who is a musician, but he's Capleton because he's used to that type of excitement. He was way more excited than the with the family. Because now but for me, I was super excited because I was Aileen Bailey and not Capleton's sister, sister anymore. Mm. That was the best part. So now he was Aileen Bailey's brother. <laughs> but it was fun though. He made a song and I loved it. So I have a song. My brother made me a song. You know, God, who can't say that them have a song? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, Shelly well, can't say she had one. <laughs> different time, different but, time, different time. You were the original. Yeah. You were the original still. But then <laughs> when we came home and they had like a, they had us on a float from the airport and we went through Kingston and, and the fact that there were so many people just like so happy to see us. And it was just like a celebration and you sign an autograph and little kids and you're like, yo. I can't believe Aileen from St. Mary mm. has all of this. And it was just, it was just an amazing experience just being able to go back home and bring so much joy to your country. 
and your family and then you know my mom is like famous you know and all of that stuff because <laughs> our baby famous <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it was just it was fun watching her because my dad my um my, my my dad he's not he does he he wasn't in the whole he wasn't like the whole my mom hated the camera and stuff but when i saw her like came out of her show and like doing interviews and stuff like that i was like oh Ooh, and I was happy that she was like, you know, enjoying her, the fruit of her labor yes. because, you know, she was the reason why I was here. And the craziest thing is, this is one thing I don't think a lot of people know, but um, I wasn't supposed to be, well, I guess I was supposed to be born, but my mom had her, um, my mom had her tubes tied. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're the miracle. Baby. So I'm like her miracle child. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's, that's no coincidence. Mm-mm. No. So, um, so just for her to be like, for me that, um, she was, I, she wasn't expecting like another kid then for me to be born. And so she's like enjoying like, the food. I'm like the light of her life and, wow. um, to wow. see how happy she is. I mean, she loves all her kids, but I'm her favorite. <laughs> but it's just just been the experience was just amazing and I and I were was able to touch so many because when I moved when I I moved back to Jamaica so I was able to go to schools and different schools and all that stuff and I went to the schools so like I I didn't go to all like the the, I you know Jamaica have them Ivy League school and another get us so I went to all the inner city schools and it was so funny when I used to, when I go, when I walk into the school and the kids are like, what you doing here? Like, I came to hang out with you. I came to see you. What do you mean? What you mean? I came to see you. Like, what? So like, they were like, people like you don't come to them places here. Wow, wow, like, wow. Why? Mm. Because, because, because I was like, I was like, but, because I did my research, so I know that there's like a bunch of nerds at the school too. I was like, but your head girl have 10 subjects. So now I act like sound in the sense. Yeah. They're like, what? I was like, all of you are smart. And then when I told them like where I came from, they was like, no. It's wow. like, and that's the that's the, the 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 part that brings me joy. Because half of these kids think I'm just you 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 you're, you're, you just wake up one day and you're an Olympian and you got all it of this just, stuff and you came from a good background and you you you're but when they ex- when they can relate to you. And the teachers, like, after every time, every school I left, like, there was, like, a change in uh, the school. Like, the teachers, like, Miss Bailey, you know, I, I gave your number to the, the principal at this school because, you know, based because you come in here, the kids are, like, their mindset is different and they want to be this. And because I didn't just focus on, like, track and field. I was, like, I was, like, pointing at the kids and, you know, you know, you, they, hey, I'm going to need a lawyer in the next 20 years, so you need to sort yourself out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, and they were like looking at me, like, what me? I was like, yeah, you. It's like, oh, cool. So then I, I, I was just going to the schools, like inner city high school, just talking to the kids. And, 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 and it was amazing when the head girl was like, so, I was like, yeah, I did my research on you. you I know who you are. I know who you are. She's like, what? You know who I am? Like, yeah. <laughs> and that alone gives them like a different edge because when you know who when you pick like pick a when you pick a kid i'm like yeah she know who i was 
it gives them a different sense of being and they feel like they're somebody and they're valued. So that was my thing from the, the 2000, being able to just be like an inspiration to my country and kids who think that based on where they live, they can become that. And this is why I'm so happy that Shelly is from Waterhouse. It's just like a different, like, oh, okay, cool. So you see, mm. you know, there's always diamond in the road somewhere. So it doesn't have to, your location, your address don't have anything to it. But 2004 gave me that. Yeah, yeah, wow. You know, uh, miracle baby, you know, that's because I always say, you know, I think I'm a firm believer that hope needs to be seen and shown. It has to be a complete package. And that's what you've been able to do in so many different ways because there's so much depth to you as a person, you know, the survivor, the athlete who had to fight their way to get to where they are, the miracle baby. It's all of these different things that. Like you are hope, you know, and 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 I hope that's something that you never for forget. But Aileen, we got to go through the top five, the fun five, the last five questions, gauntlet style. Shouldn't be too hard. Shouldn't be too taxing. You ready to go? I'm ready. Aileen, if you were trapped on a deserted island for a week, and you could only bring three things, what three things would you bring? And the things be persons. Okay, we can throw it in there. We can throw it in there. I definitely need my mother. Mother yeah. for everyone. <laughs> no, but um, so I three things. Oh Jesus. I would need a book. Because I have to read. At least I have something to do. A book, <laughs> a knife, because there better be a coconut tree on that island. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and I, I, I need a knife to make sure I can like catch some fish and scrape it and mm. scale it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and 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 some jerk seasoning <laughs> Just for the fish yeah, jerk seasoning for the fish question two you know um i believe in 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 uh in self-care right it's one of the most things that we know is important but often gets neglected what is one thing that you have to do for yourself every day one thing i have to do for myself is take time to breathe mm. take a deep breath and breathe. Mm. And I go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> gym. Gym is like, gym. If I don't get to go to the gym, I'll go out. Like this morning, I was too, I didn't feel like going to the gym. So I just went and go for a walk. So, you know, so I was here like something active. Mm-hmm. Something active. Um, you know, go for a walk, gym, run. That's the 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 great musician Capleton, right? You you for years you've been Capleton's baby sister, and now you know Capleton's lucky to have you. You know you can show up with you, right? So, but people see him in one light. Eileen, is there is there is there a story right that shows the side that people don't see that you guys have had? Right. Maybe it's him, you know, drinking, <laughs> drinking, drinking a coconut juice or a coconut water or something like that. What 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 was some of the what was a memory that stuck out for your relationship with him? Oh, God, I there's so many. But the one was when I went to sting with him. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so, I'm not supposed to go into the crowd. I'm not allowed to go in the crowd. But I can't watch Capitan from backstage. <laughs> so I snuck into the crowd and I, dude I was just watching him perform and it's it was just like art mm. it's just like art in motion 
And I was watching him and I watching the crowd react to him. And it was just like, it was, it was just like, it was just like art. It's just like a vibe. And the way how everybody is so like zoned into him and he's just performing. I was like, dude, that's my brother. Like, what? Mm. This is fun. I loved going to shows with him. Like going to show with him. And then like whenever I whenever I'm dating somebody, he turns into killer mode. He has a flashback. Eh? <laughs> yeah, he turns into killer mode. I think a lot of I think a, I've lost a lot of relationship because of the con like him. Because he he's like mean mugging, like, you know, as my baby sister. But um but we have every we have like a love hate relationship every sibling have yeah. sometimes I love him sometimes I strangle him but uh, but it's just those moments like going to concerts with him I love those moments just to see him perform because I don't know where he get all that, that energy the from energy, yes. like, he's, he's 50, no he's about to be 60 and I watched him perform and he still had I'm like trying to figure out where he getting all that energy because I need some but yeah. it's just I'm just, like Regin, your knees are prosperous. Are you, are you, are you but he's just like a re- a regular like big uh, big bit overprotective big brother who loves his siblings and um just 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 there just me watching him perform. Those are like moments and just having like brother and sister conversation about yeah. different things like and boys and people i'm trying to date is like no you can't date that one no no so that's that's good that's good though Eileen, mentorship has been one of the themes uh from your story so far you had people who could see something bigger for you even if you couldn't see it in that initial moment Eileen. if you could sit down and have a few uninterrupted hours with five people it could be past and present who would those five people be Oh God, uninterrupted conversation. So let's go pick Coach Haunton from my high school. He was in school. school. Um, my primary school teacher, Ms. Campbell. Um, my mom, definitely. Uh, Timothy Spencer. That's four. One more, one more. I guess my best friend, Saini, because um, she came into my life when I needed direction and structure. So all of those people like kept me grounded, you know, when I needed direction and structure. A lot of things has happened to you over the years. A lot of things you had to overcome. A lot of things, you know, that made you the woman that you are today. And we're all still trying to grow in different areas of our lives, Helene. But if there was one word to describe yourself, right, what would that one word be? And give me a little context behind why that one word. I would say overcomer. Mm. because I've had to like overcome like a bunch of struggles to get to where I am and um from when I was 10 and I was sexually abused to um to not having anything um to 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 be surviving off just bare minimum um to you know (laughs) to have be the first person in my family to get to college um and there's always kickbacks because um I remember like when I had a rough year and people were like you need to retire old and pop down blah, blah, blah. 
So, <laughs> so being able to overcome those um, struggles and situation, like people like tear, trying to tear you down and, um, you know, not like people, people are around when you're doing well. And then when you have like a rough scratch, they just bounce. So you have to like reset yourself and you have to yeah. figure out what it is. It's just like, I had to like reset and figure out stuff along the way and learn about stuff uh, it's just being able to overcome all that and then becoming who I am today I mean who who would have thought like a little country girl from a farming community would be like an Olympic gold medalist um college graduate to now I'm coaching and influencing young minds so you know it's a blessing to be able to do all of this so yeah I'm overcome I mean, you're going to be coaching a couple Olympians yourself in the in the oh near future. But uh, Eileen, thank you, thank, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, as I said, you're coaching now as well too. So, what are some ways that people can best keep in contact with you? Because I'm sure you have a lot of things going on, and I'm sure yeah, some of these kids are having you pulling out your hair sometimes, you know. But but where can people continue to support and to continue to follow your journey? So I have a Facebook page and it's Aileen Bailey. It's like a blonde-headed girl somewhere. <laughs> and I have my Instagram. I'm trying to figure out how to change it because I did it when I was young. It's called Aileen Babe. <laughs> oh, you should not change it to something else. <laughs> I tried to, to give it an adult facelift, but I, I can't figure out how to change it. <laughs> you got to ask one of your, you gotta ask one of your athletes. Ask one of the kids. I, I think I should. Um, Maybe I, oh no, you know, I can't ask my little sister any. She's like tech savvy. Yeah, she was the one that taught me how to block people on Facebook. So she'd be able to figure it out. <laughs> Eileen, so. thank you again so much for your time. I know this, this episode is going to resonate with a lot of people because we're all fighting a lot of things, but sometimes people don't know, you know, they feel alone, right? And I think the pandemic has kind of showed us that a little bit, that we're not alone. So I, I thank you for all that you've shared with us today. And again, thank you for coming on. And to me, you look like you can still run 11-15, 11 11-2. I'm work on it. My, see, I have a race at the end of the season with my track kids, so I, I've been training. Easy. So I'm definitely going to video it for you and share it. <laughs> Eileen, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. All right. <laughs>